Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another Scale Riders podcast episode. We are at episode number 200. I am your host, 65 Lokes, and this is a special one here because we have our guests, David Anthony Garcia, Gary Seeds, and Armando Flores. How are you guys doing? Welcome to the podcast. Well, we're good. Thanks for having us. Thank you once again. Awesome, awesome. I mean, this is cool. I'm happy about this just because, I mean, we're all together um, on the Zoom thing. And at the same time, it's like, I know you guys have a lot of history together going back to the 90s. Many of us uh, learned about you guys in magazines, uh, flipping through the Lowrider Bicycle magazines. And also for a lot of people as kids, you know, you guys were like, are like our heroes. And there was a lot of things going on, you know, just trying to figure out like, how is this made? How is this possible? How are these, like, where are these guys at? And mm-hmm. You know, for me living in Ventura County, I never had that opportunity to come out towards L.A. or towards the Valley. But I know there's a lot of other people in Southern California that did have those opportunities uh, to be around you guys at shows, um, even visit you guys at stores like Pegasus and just be able to have that experience. Um, You know, and and I just, you know, I want to thank you guys for what you guys did. And, And on top of that, you guys are still building models to this day right now so that's uh, really awesome yeah we're still at it and <laughs> that's that's we crazy. go away and we come back but yeah yeah and you know i, I wanted to um you know kind of ask you guys um uh, the same question is um how did you guys meet and if if you want to start things off gary and then we'll go to armando then david um well i mean i i definitely met them both uh at the shows um i think i met david first at the uh orange county ipms meetings or maybe a show i think it was meetings um he would show up there and uh you know i'd see his builds and um yeah figured out it was you know david garcia and um and then armando you know through uh I want to say the first time I met Armando was at a uh, a show in Ontario. Um, I forget what that show was called. Herb Deeks used to put it on. And, uh, of course, you know, everybody would show up with their cars, and we'd all look at the, each other's cars, and then we'd all kind of glare at each other you know, until, <laughs> we, until uh, you know, we got to know each other. But, uh, yeah. You know, it was it was definitely at the shows. Man, that's cool. What about you, Armando? Wow. I mean, back in those days, uh, what's funny is that how you remember people was on their cars that they built. And when you see a car, you almost recognize, you know, oh, who built that car? And you know Gary Seeds was there. You know uh, David Anthony Garcia was there. And I'll, I'll tell you the truth. Those two guys were my competition. And that, and those two guys made me who I am now because of the competition. And uh, when we see each other's work, it was something that, oh, I want to I wanna beat that. I want to be, uh, I want to be better than that. And it, it give influence you to do better for the next one. And 
I tell you, those two guys were super great and they still are because they, we're still doing it. So, um, yeah, I kind of remember Gary and David back in Ontario, back in uh, San Diego at the lower left and also at the uh, fire station that used to be in, over there in San Diego. And uh, But uh, we always keep in touch. We always keep in, in contact and following uh, our you know, our art and our culture and our, and our, our things that we wanted to do. And uh, I, I guess we, we went different directions, but we all thought the same, like um, David Anthony Garcia got so involved in, in cars and paint striping. And, uh, and every time he did something, it was giving me motivation to continue. When I see Gary Seed painting cars and doing graphics and all that, same thing. So um, it's weird how how long it's been. It's been since the 90s. So I would say 25 plus years. And oh, man, early 90s. Early 90s. Uh, yeah. We're still doing it and we still have the same passion. And uh, um this episode 200, Edgar, is like one of those uh, one of those things that you know you proving to the car model community that you are doing it for to do 200 episodes and to cover all these people. It's like there's no one doing it, and I'm so happy to be part of this this uh, 200 uh, episode. Yeah, right on, man. Thank you. Thank you. Dang. And um, what about you, David? Um, how'd you meet these guys back in the day? Um, uh, the first time I met Gary probably was at the IPMS meetings. It was in uh, Huntington Beach, I think, uh, that area. And then uh, I saw, you know, because it was all like military modelers, mostly like aircrafts and stuff like that. But then there was some car guys. But uh I don't know. I always felt like they didn't really like the car guys too much there because it's all military and jets and stuff. But then I, I met Gary and then Gary was building these badass cars and customs and lowriders. So that's how I, I met Gary was there at that meeting. It was like almost like I think it was every third Friday of the month, I think. And then yeah. Armando, Armando, I, I, I don't really remember wh where, where I met Mondo, but I think I want to say it was in Ontario at the Ontario show around there and then um i think you know, i seen him in the magazines and stuff and he was building his models and stuff and and he was really good you know and gary was awesome too you know so we just all had the same love for the models and stuff so we we liked all the same things so it was really cool and then we had our little friendly competitions and stuff that we did and um but yeah that's pretty much they were always motivational to me so man that's yeah. dope and like, I mean, for you guys, you know, you, you guys, I, I feel like, you know, looking back even to this day, you guys were ahead of your time, like just doing all these things. But what was it that, you know, what was influencing you guys? What was your guys' inspiration back at that time? I, I think a lot of our inspiration came from wanting to beat each other. Yeah. I mean, Armando <laughs> would show up with something and and you know how am i going to beat that and then david would show up with something and and you're, you know how am i going to beat that and uh 
and that I think was was my biggest inspiration was um I I didn't fear any other model builder on the table except for Armando and David. They were the only <laughs> two that uh I said, you know, when I go back to the next show, you know, I've got to build something that's gonna compare. And uh so yeah, I, I think that was uh those two guys were my um what pushed me you know i got to do a flake top this time i've got to do graphics this time i've got to do an interior this time you know um and it, it all came from from armando and david um especially when when uh uh david was showing up with all that 60 style stuff that nobody was doing at that time and uh and Armando was was doing already the uh, the local sixty four, you know, doing uh, replicas and you know how are you going to compete with that? So you, you'd go home and and figure out something that's kind of combined the two of them, you know. So yeah, that was probably uh, my my biggest inspiration in in all of that. No, it's true, because even when Gary was doing all his stuff, I mean, he was doing the flake tops and the candy paint jobs and all the stuff all full blown with the doors open and stuff like that. That's what motivated me, too. And Armando, too, doing the replicas and doing all this stuff. It was it was really cool. So I think it was like really kind of a competitive thing in a way, but a friendly competition because we just loved it. We just had to outdo each other, you know, and we we all wanted us we all phone calling each other and seeing what's going on and then some of us wouldn't tell us but then some people would and then we would just show up and when we see it we're just like wow like that's awesome like what what are we going to do for the next show you know right. and then had to go from there and um that's what it was like motivation even to this day we still get motivated oh mondo's doing this and gary's doing this and texting gary back and forth my projects and he's texting my projects and his projects and it, it was it's just mo very motivational so and you started very young, David, right? At like 17, 16, 17, you already... Probably about 16, 16, 17. Because I was working at Pegasus Hobbies in Whittier, in Uptown Whittier, they had it in Uptown Whittier. And uh, I started when I was 16 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used I, to buy all my stuff. And then that's when they said like, hey, you're in here a lot. We, you know, and I, what do you build? And then I showed them what I built. And then they're like, hey, we want you want a job? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not of age to be working yet. And then they're like, no, no, it's cool. We're like, we're like, I mean, sorry to say, but paid me under the table. And uh, I just started working. And then I lasted there, I want to say, seven years. And then that's when they closed the store. So, but uh, yeah, I, that's how I met everybody. Willie, I met, you know, Roger, I met Michael, uh, met everybody that I still keep in touch with. And some of them are gone, unfortunately. But, you know, we all we all had the love for it, you know. So I like to think that, you know, they motivated me and I motivated them. So that's like the main purpose is to motivate people to continue building and doing what they what they do best. Yeah, for me, I mean, seeing you guys work, I mean, for me, I was I was learn, learning how to paint. So when I see Gary's paint job lacquer and you, you see all these Moranos and you see all these uh, pebble base and all these crazy paint jobs that Gary did and you too David you, you you used to do the murals by hand you used to paint some nice solid candies custom 
custom body work. I wasn't doing that. I was just more like trying to do a replica of something that it's already there, but you guys were doing something that it's in your mind, something original. So for me, it, it, I needed to kind of like keep, uh, bump my step by doing the paint jobs the way, you know, you guys were doing it. So that pushed me more to continue doing all these cars and, and seeing the real lowrider world like out there with new cars getting done, new paint jobs. And, and it's funny because you see a car that is nice. And then next thing you know, oh, David Anthony Garcia got involved. Oh my God, no wonder, no wonder it's nice. Or you see Gary C throw that paint job on that car. I'm like, okay, there you go. That, see, for some way or another, we're still connected, right? And another thing that I wanted to say is even both of you were part of Masterpieces in one time. You guys really got involved into the Masterpieces Association. And I want to thank you guys for being that part of it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I still consider myself a uh, honorary Masterpiece member slash down to scale member you know no it's true we never get away from it we're always going to be from the start to the finish you know yeah man that, that's awesome um I, I wanted to also um ask you guys like if you could take me back to like those competitions you know as far as like the element of surprise how you guys would keep projects kind of secretive and bust out the day because i've always hear stories of the excitement of people wanting to see what you guys were going to bring uh, to the table. Yeah, that that's kind of a, I guess it's true what you said. You heard like everybody talks about like, oh, I wonder what Mono's going to bring. Yeah, I wonder what Gary's going to bring this time. I wonder what DA's going to bring this time. You know, David Anthony. And then, um, but we, we would always kind of keep it under wraps because we just didn't want them to know or we just wanted to surprise them and show up with something. And then sometimes we'd say it was a certain project and then they, then all of a sudden you bust out with something totally different and it was kind of like a, ha I got you kind of thing. And, and, um, but yeah, it was, uh, I want to say probably the most, probably one that I can remember the most is, uh, a San Diego show, I think. And then that's when uh, I remember Mondo coming into uh, Pegasus hobbies one time and he was talking about the Vegas car. And then I was, I, I had built a Vegas car too, but I, I didn't really quite finish it. And then, uh, I just got more motivated on the project and then uh armando already had his it, you know he said you know he had it out before then i want to believe and then he showed up at the san diego show and then um and then nobody knew really because i i was working i'm not lying i was working on it probably 24 hours a day my parents were helping me my parents were keeping me awake you know all the the lifestyle club members they all joined in and started giving me stuff to you know or helping me with the project Joe Ray too, like he, he invited me to his house. I remember he called me once and then I, I was like, like, oh, Joe Ray, like, why would Joe Ray be calling me? You know? And then I remember Ralph, uh, the, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Ralph Ramirez, he, he had told me, Hey, how come you haven't called Joe? And then I was all like, oh, well, I don't want to bother him. You know, like that's Joe Ray. Like, why am I going to bother him? He's like, no, he wants to talk to you about your model. And I'm like, why would he want to talk to me about my model, you know? And then he's like, well, because you're building the Vegas car and this and that. So then sure enough, I, I called him and then Joe Ray talked to me about it. He's like, oh man, you know, I heard you're building my car and this and that. And then, uh, 
he said, he said, oh, why don't you come down to my house? You know, and we could talk about it. So I went to his house. Ralph took me over there. And um, then he uh, showed me the biggest car and everything, the lifestyle casino cars, but he said it called it. That was the name. And then um, I saw the car. I saw he lent me some bolts to get the car car color matched, the whole thing with, you know, because basically the, the model that I have is, you know, it's very accurate, like on the colors, because all the colors is what he, what Joe Ray said they were. So Ralph, Ralph did all the mixing for me for the job. And then I remember Joe Beetle, he, he had all the gold chrome plating for me and he had the connect, you know, so then almost like, I'm not lying. It was probably like maybe about four in the morning before going to the show. And my parents drove me, my mom and dad drove me all the way over there. Everybody went. And then that's when I showed up with the car. So it was kind of like, everybody was like, wow, there's two Vegas cars. Oh my gosh. And then I remember Armando Avila, he had his. And uh, there was three of them, you know, because Armando Avila is actually the first one that did it that we know of. And uh, his was already done for a while. Like we all we all just loved having the car. So then just seeing all the cars there was just everybody was just so shocked, you know. So everybody was just like, wow, I can't believe there's three cars like the same thing, you know, and it's like but it, it was a fun time. I mean, we just got everybody was on all together. You know, everybody was like, like uh very surprised and like was like kind of like a big thing kind of like how big car shows are too so everybody's just anticipating what someone else is going to bring or what 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 do they do to the new project and this and that so i don't know that i thought just i'd share that so i i remember that day i remember the the end of that table had more people standing around it um where those cars were that you couldn't even see what was on the table and it was like that all. And, you know, the lowrider class was always huge. It, yeah. it would take up, you know, a 30-foot table just packed full of models. And, uh, but yeah, I, I remember when, when that busted out. Yeah. That I was there just, that day. I remember working on Las Vegas car for days and nights. And it was... 10 o'clock at night and I was still working on Las Vegas the day before the show and I wanted to finish it and I I I work until five in the morning I slept two hours and then I drove from Lancaster to San Diego which is like two hours drive and I made it I left at 10 o'clock and I made it right before they closed uh, the judging because the judging started at 12. So I got there like with the doors almost ready to close. I I came in, I put the model, the, the, the Las Vegas car on a turntable and I left. I didn't even, I, I mean, I just drop it in there and left because the, the rules is that your, your car has to be there before the judging time. So a lot of people didn't know that I dropped, that I brought Las Vegas car until they came back after the judging. So, um, even David DeVaca was was judging that that day, and uh, he remembers not seeing Las Vegas car. And then when everybody left and closed the doors for judging, uh, he he saw the Las Vegas car and he's like, "Oh my God, <laughs> look at this!" You know. So um, it was a it was a mission to finish that car. And for me, I picked that car because it, it was lowrider of the year. What's what's the best lowrider out there? Why don't I just make it after Loco 64? Uh, why don't I just make Las Vegas car? 
And that's when I started, I started doing all these replicas because I, I was thinking like, you know, if I'm gonna spend hundreds of hours on doing a rep, a, a model, a model um, might as well use it on something that is like worth build. And, and I've been doing that and it's been like, you know, like a challenge all the time. Like how can I get as close as possible to the real car on a, on a car model? So that's always been my vision and competition. It's what, what push, push you to where you are right now. Right. That's cool. Um, Armando, what's in front of you right now? Uh, what model did you just place right now? This is just a, a latest model that I'm doing from the car club called Genocide. And uh, this this car, it's it's not finished. It's just like, you know, ready for uh, some clear and some little bit of touch up. But uh, it's coming, it's coming, you know, simple. It's come along. But uh, it's uh, it's a challenge again, you know. And, uh, but, uh, you know, this is just what I'm doing, you know, lately, but we're yeah. talking about, you know, the old times, which is, you know, yeah. kind of like where. And like, you know, as far, as far as like back in the day, you know, um, what kept you guys, I mean, I, I know for sure it was like that friendly competition, but was there ever a time in those late nights getting close to a show where you felt like you had to like kind of throw in the towel or like, you know, I need to stop right here. I don't know. Because, I mean, it gets tough at night, you know, um, just trying to get it done. Back, back then, never. Never, never did you stop. You know, I've worked on model cars till three in the morning for to be at a show the next morning at nine o'clock. And we still yeah. can do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just, you don't stop till it's done. Yeah, you have to make it there. You have to take it no matter what. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes you think about it, but then you're like, no, I got to go. I got to do it. And, and I, used to, I used to like the old times more than now because right now you post pictures, you know what people, people know what you're working on. So you give a little bit of a, you know, you, you, you post a picture. Now, you know, people know what you're building. But back in the old days, Nobody knew what you were going to come in and bring. And uh, I remember when I'm walking to a car model show and, and David and Gary will agree on me on this. As soon as you walk in, the first thing you see is Gary's car all the way over there. And you see the paint job from, from like so many tables away from it, but you still spot that car from far away. And or 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 David Anthony Garcia's car all, all on, on the other side. And when you're ready to put your model, like I was so nervous that sometimes my hands were shaking, and everybody's watching you when you pull in your car model and put it on the table. And I used to always say, like, oh, I'm gonna get there early so nobody can see me and I can just put the model and then you know just put it with, with you know with um with time, but it was never like that. It was always like running late and try to make it to the show. And next thing you know, everybody's there. It's like, that was like, but you have to put the model. But as soon as you put the model, that's when the whole show starts, you know, because everybody 
as soon as you drop the model, everybody's just like asking questions and they want to know how you did this, how you did that. And it's the whole thing starts right there. Yeah, that is true. I remember like when you put the model car down, everybody's just anticipating and you're just waiting, you know, because like even before when we first started, when I first started, I had had no cell phone. We had home phones. So we're always either calling each other like three in the morning, seeing how things are going going back and forth. Hey, did you get it finished? Not yet. And then, then the minute we put it down, they anticipated like they, they're the, I guess, like, I'd like to say we're lucky that we're the people that they were anticipating, you know, being there. So I always anticipated what Mondo was bringing, what Gary was bringing, what others people were bringing. So it, it, it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, back then. I mean, like Mondo said, it's, it's, it's not that fun. Not not saying it's not that fun, but it's just that everybody knows what everybody's building now. Everybody's posting, everybody's putting pictures up. So, but uh, yeah. Yeah, and what, what's great is that, let's say uh, David will bring a car, right? And I'm like looking at it and I'm looking at the wheels. I'm looking at the paint job. I'm looking at the stand and I'm looking at like, man, this guy has like talent. Like this guy can make that car like look like the way it should be. And it, it's it, the car is talking to you and it's telling you like, man, look what what this guy did on this car, right? You you look at Gary's and you start looking at the interiors, the all that the the paint job and all these graphics, the combination of colors, because that's also another thing that you know you get to learn through the years, and uh, it's just like your eyes never saw that before and now you see it and it's that's that's a motivation a hundred percent man that's awesome it, it, i just trip out that you guys are still doing it it's it's in your guys's blood you know it, you guys got a lot of love and passion for bottle building you kind of have to that's the main thing you gotta like it, it never goes away like i mean when i got sick i mean a lot of people didn't know I got sick, but when I got sick, I, I couldn't wait to get back to it, you know? So I'm just glad that I was able to recuperate and get back to it and start building models again. Cause I'm not going to lie. It, it's, it's kind of relieves the stress and it, it takes you away from your other projects and customers projects. And, and, uh, you just kind of have to go with it. Cause that's, we, that's the only thing we live, you know, we live, we live with it, you know? So, I mean, my parents brought me into it and it's like, that's all I've, I've ever brought into is cars, you know, boats, planes, whatever's cool, you know? So it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's good to be doing it again and still doing it. Yeah. And as far, as far as like that time, did you guys, when you guys be presenting a model to a show, did you just focus on one car or were you guys kind of placing like maybe a couple cars at the table? Um, we, we sometimes had like a, one major project and then whatever else we were building at the time, we would bring them. Like I used to bring maybe like when I brought Vegas, I think I only brought Vegas. That was it. And then when, when I did go to other shows, I had brought my customs and my hot rods and then some more other low rider stuff and things like that. But, um, but most of the time it's usually like one major project for like big shows. Cause there was the three big shows. There was like San Diego. I think there was Victorville and then there was uh, Ontario. That was like the three ma- major shows. So like we all, we, that was like, and then when they did that model car of the year, uh, they did that. I, I didn't really compete in that too much. Um, I think Mondo did, I think. And yeah. then um, we just like, um, 
it was like that was the three shows that were connected like whatever place you got in all three of those shows that's when you became the model of the year so but like like you said it, it, we always concentrate on one one project one major project and then whatever else we were doing on the side you know whatever other cars were slowly getting put together or whatever because even when we like sometimes i know gary knows this like sometimes we bring a car out and then uh and when we, when we come back to the next show, there's other parts on top of it. Like we made, we modified it, we make, made it better, you know? So yeah. I've done that. You know, I, I, they didn't have a motor at the time. Now it has a motor, you know? So, but uh, yeah, it, it was fun. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it was, it was always like, there were so many models. I remember one time, I think it was, I want to say Victorville, there was like almost like 580 people or cars and it was jammed. Yeah. It was packed. Yes. And um, right, right now, you, you just said there was a, like a connection between those three shows. That's pretty cool. So, like, did you have to place first place in each show to be, uh, like, like the model of the year? No. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, well, it, it, was, it was a model of the year, but it wasn't, like, the lowrider car of the year. It was, like, it was open to everything. So, whatever anything placed, like, Ferrari or, you know, or a classic car or you know, or stock car rebuild or whatever that, that was whatever one, I guess I, I want to say they went by a point system. I think I'm yeah, not sure. They did. I think Mondo probably knows more yes. about that. Uh, than I do. It was like the three shows. And if you got best of show that counts as a points. And if you got like a best low rider, that another points. And then if you had like a best interior, I'm talking about for the same car and like for example las vegas car i got the best low rider and then he got best uh something so that that gave me like two extra points but it was like 10 or or five or whatever but then you go to the next show and you win again on that car for low rider or for pain or for interior or for undercarriage or whatever and then those points we start we start accumulating until the end of the year Whoever has more points, it's uh, is the winner. And I remember for Las Vegas car, on in this was in Cactus Classics in um, uh, what city? Uh, I think it was Victorville. I think Victorville. Yeah, Victorville. I remember going there, and they had on the board like the top winners so far. Like they not not the winners, but like the ones that have most points. And I was like, wait a minute, if I got best of show and best low rider and best of this and best of that, my points should be at least in that list. And I asked them like, hey, uh, how come my car is not in the list? And they start checking and they say, oh, yeah, we forgot to put that car in there. So when they added on, that's when they realized that I had more points than anybody once I got, you know, the the best lowrider or whatever but that's how they count the points uh and uh i believe they only give three cups at the third one they said no more that's it it was like uh i guess um uh, uh i don't know if it's confusing for them or what was it but they stopped doing it and that, that's interesting that that they did that for a while because even you know now there, you know, none of the shows are connected. They're all their own independent uh, promotion. And um, but back at that time, that's that's very interesting that they were doing that collectively. 
Yeah, those were pretty much the three major shows. And and everybody that went to one show made it to the next show and then to the next show. So we we saw all the same people at all these shows pretty much. And um, yeah, so they they were fairly connected. Yeah, and there were new guys coming in, and I'm pretty sure we influenced those guys to to come in the next year and, and start bringing their stuff and they start being recognized too. So we know that we influence other people by doing what we were doing. Uh, on the tables, you know, you go back when Gary was putting five cars in there, David Anthony Garcia was putting another five cars and I'm putting another five cars. Next thing you know, you see 15, 20 cars on the table that were like competing. It, it, it used to look so nice on the tables. Like it's like a real car show because the paint jobs and everything was there. Like the competition was really there uh, on wheels, on paint, on interior, chrome parts. It was like, like the top you can see right now. The competition is not really that heavy, but there are more um, parts, more the technology has changed so much that now we can we can make what we used to make before if we want to, because the technology is there. Yeah. Man, and and then also like, you know, I wanted to add to those shows that were those main shows. Um, you know, during that time, we had the Lowrider Bicycle Magazine, and you guys were being featured. Uh, did that add to, you know, some kind of like, um, how can I say, that? like recognition, like where people are, you know, kind of like, hey, that, you know, that's David right there. He's in the magazine. There's Gary, you know, in the magazine, or Armando. He's on the cover. Yeah, that that definitely helped. Um, you know, because. All three of us come from a time in the uh, model car world when we were all basically lowrider builders and lowriders were, weren't completely welcomed at the very beginning. Yeah, they, they were. We had a small area, you know, and uh, other guys looked down on you if they didn't build lowriders. It was, it was kind of a, a weird deal. It, was, it wasn't thought of as it is today. And um, now do you go to a show and, you know, and even back then, after a few years of, of being kind of looked down upon, um, all of a sudden, the lowrider class grew, where you just saw, instead of uh, 15 lowriders in a class, there was 50, and then there was 80, you know. So, uh, yeah, and I think Lowrider Magazine might have helped push that to make it more acceptable. And uh, that definitely um, gave me a lot of recognition. You know, I was down in San Diego one time, and uh, <laughs> I, I uh, pulled into the uh, parking lot for the uh, lower left show. Me and, um, who was it? Who was with me? George Ramirez, I think, was with me. And um, 
we pulled in. I, I had a 64 Thunderbird at the time, slammed on the ground, chrome reverse wheels, metal plate top, little donut steering wheel. We drove it all the way from Long Beach down to San Diego. I swear that thing sat probably an inch off the ground in the back. We oh, hey, Gary. I think the the sun uh, the sound cut off. Can you guys hear him? Oh shoot! Let me see. I, I can't hear you guys. Okay. Hello, hello. All right, there we go. There we go. Man, it, it it just like disconnect. Now keep keep going, Gary. Sorry. All right. Yeah. So we we pull into this uh, parking lot where the show is, and um, and there's there's probably nine little boys probably 10 years old and they're with some older guy that's taking them to the model car show and uh, they're they're model builders too and um as we drive past them in the parking lot i hear these uh uh kids say they're, they're looking at the car because of course the car is a low rider metal plate top this and that and uh, i hear one of the kids say oh man that's gary seeds and you know it was from those magazines, you know. It's the only only way somebody that didn't know me would know me. So yeah, you, I got a lot of recognition from that. I've I've even uh, been at these model car shows, and some kid would would show up with his dad, and his dad will say, "Yeah, he uh, he's kind of embarrassed to ask you, but will you autograph his Lowrider magazine book?" You know, it, it was all from Lowrider Bicycle Magazine. You know, so yeah, it it gave me a lot of recognition as a lowrider model builder, being in that magazine a bunch of times. Yeah, it did too. I I remember when uh, I want to say it was probably Victorville is when they someone hit hit me up about hey, can you sign my book, sign a magazine? And I was like, why would they want me to sign a magazine? You know, I'm not nobody. And uh, but then, you know, I, I, I did do a lot of like tech articles for them and stuff like that for the magazine and stuff. So yeah. that's probably where I kind of got my fame from them, too, because they helped out a lot, bringing, making us kind of more accepted. And then when we started getting really, really detailed in our models and a lot of the competition guys or the like the guys that build the Ferraris and stuff were like, oh, how did you make that? And how did you do this? And how did you do that? So I, I think. And then when we went in, like, I mean, my doors open and close all the time. So they were like, how do they make the hinge? You can't even see the hinge. Like, how did that happen? Or how did you make that front nose flip up like that? You know? So I want to say it's probably th that magazines did give us a lot of like, like people knew who we were or, or like, and even to this day, they still know who I am. Like, I still get stopped once in a while. Are you David Anthony Garcia? And I'm like, yeah, I used to go to Pegasus Hobbies and I used to see you. And so I still get that to this day. So. Yeah, the magazines did help with that. Oh yeah, and that's a that's a trip because even on some of the the covers, um, I had I remember mentioning to you, David, how they would have like the bike and it was like matching with your build, like the oh like, yeah, the of the mag. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the truck, right? Was yeah, the truck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, and case. even the the Highlander too. It was oh, like the Highlander like, also, like, yeah, purple. Yeah, it looked dope. Yeah, that was cool that they did that. I don't know if they did that on purpose or maybe it just happened that way. So, because mm. I know Nathan was Nathan Trujillo was doing it at that time, and I think Edgar, another Edgar, 
he he started doing it towards the end, I think. So. Well, you Edgar, you mentioned about you know seeing Local sixty four, my model on a magazine, and you had it in your room. Yes. And and, and that Local sixty four was my first lowrider ever compete like strong at the model fest in ventura crazy and let me show you here let's see this, this is model fest 1995 wow. this is when i first competed with local 64 and i got the first place in lowriders and best of show and this belongs to you because you know i give you the 64 Dang, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it, it's in my room, man. This has to be with, it, together with that with that local because yeah, I mean it, it, it's crazy because you know, I I um you know expressed to Armando years back that I still remember, you know, as a kid obtaining the magazine where his car was featured in there. And I always loved in the magazine how you would get the build, like they would use pretty much a whole full page that basically give you that chance to like you could cut the page out and like you know as like a little mini poster because it wasn't like the two page spread it was just like a one page and and i still remember you know cutting that out and having it on the wall and then at some point even like framing it and just staring at it and tripping out you know um the the way the radicalness of the car but also knowing that that car existed in a one-on-one scale that this was a replica but the thing that's funny is i i never knew that that car was like based off from like salinas or the name of the owner all i knew was that local 64 and armando's name is that because i had the paper on there and i and i would always be looking at it and you know in, in my mind i'm like thinking like dang like you know that's probably also he probably also owns the real car too and everything <laughs> And I mean, I just tripped out, you know, like seeing, you know, every all the details that were in there, you know, even just the coverage that was in the rest of the magazine of the car. I was just so blown away from it. But then what, what really like blew my mind was years later when I got back into model building and me and Armando we connected through Instagram and he invited me like, Hey, you should come check out my spot. And I was like, just tripping going, what the heck? Like, you know, like this is, this is the guy, this is Armando from back in the day. You know, I had, I had pictures, you know, that picture was on my wall, looks like 64 and then to finally see it in person. And I remember Armando's like, like he's opening up his case, he's taking it out. And he's like, pull out your hand, like, you know, here, hold it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I thought I was going to drop that thing, you know? And he's like, no, 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 don't trip. And then I was like holding, I couldn't believe I was like holding that car that, you know, so many years ago when I was a kid, I, I saw that car. And then now, you know, we put on the table and just having that opportunity to be able to see it, you know, up close and personal. Um, that was like crazy. And then... And then just later, you know, years later, he's just like, hey, here, I want you to have this car. And I'm like, what the hell? Oh, wow. And um, I mean, I, I I have it. It's in a case and it's in one of the like a special case I have that I could see um, there's mirrors in it from the bottom to the sides. And, and diff so I, I don't even have to 
like me moving the call around, I could just be staring at it and I could see all the detail that's in there and, and dust free, you know? So thank you, Armando, for that. Okay. You deserve it because, I mean, I think it belongs to you um, because uh, you probably feel it and you, how, how a car models can take you so far just by doing a replica of a car or doing a, a car model, how far it takes you. Like Gary Seats calls me and says, Armando, here, I'm going to send you this one. And I'm like, <laughs> you say no, right? But it's, uh, you know, it's always a reward later on in the future because you you help somebody and then somebody else helps you. It's always It always works that way. Yeah, just paying it forward, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was going to ask you guys, I, I know you guys always worked on your separate cars, but have you guys ever, you know, thought about ever collaborating as far as like, let's just say, for example, if, if you guys had three model cars, right? And, and out of those three, you guys each collaborate on each one of those by doing something that at the end you guys each would keep one but knowing that that one that like each one that's complete or done that you at least can and have in your collection and say this is a model that was built by Armando DA and Gary and each one of you guys have that piece like together um you know because I'm sure each one of you you know admires a specialty, a gift, you know, um, an artistry that you guys, an ability that each one of you guys has. That's actually a cool idea. Honestly, yeah. I never thought about that. I, I know I've, I have a few of Gary Seeds' paint jobs. I know we collaborated on my truck, the Quiet Storm truck. Um, he had did the paint job and everything. And I remember his uh, one of his buddies, uh, Big Al Timmons, he did the motor for me. And then... Um, then I did everything else, but it was like a collaboration too, but that would be a cool idea to do, honestly, because I've always respected Gary's cars. Like I have one one of Gary's cars, a 61 Chevy, he had painted. I, I don't really remember how I got it. I, I remember it was just the body, I think, and the, I think the chassis and the, but I remember seeing the car at the show that I fell in love with it. And then one day it was just offered to me. So then I took it and I think I was even texting Gary. Gary was asking me about it and I told him, I still have it. And I showed yeah. it to let me see if I, I can kind of show you where. Let me see. It's an older model, but oh, you can see it. Sorry, part of my hands. This is it here. But I, I remember the metal flake toss that Gary did, and you know, I kind of added my own thing to it. But you know, it, it still looks like the way I remember Gary doing it. Yeah, that's got to be the early '90s too. Yeah, it's just a while, long while back. But yeah, that would that would be a cool idea. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just one of those things, you know. Um, I, it, it's something I think it would be very meaningful. I mean, especially for you guys, just to have as part of your collection, you know. Um, it, it, I guess it would just have to determine as to like what car. <laughs> in or maybe make it like. Uh, one car like one certain body style like let's just say we said 61 impalas and we all did a 61 impala but we yeah. but we all each have our own 61 impala 
yeah 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 that, that would, would be cool. cool yeah and i mean you get you guys can can figure out let's say like which whatever you guys want to do to it you know whatever whether the who takes the role of doing this or adding that i don't know it's it's going to be up to you guys but um and take his time away from all his models he's doing he has a lot of models. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I feel i feel like even though armando has all these projects he'll still find some time in the day to add to that list of course yeah i mean look um i'll i'll, I'll tell you guys this if if you guys want to do a 61 or, or another model that is in the market right now um i'll send that model each to one of you guys to the three i'll send you guys each that model because i would i would like to see this come to life and no rush either so i mean it doesn't have to be now but at some point i think it would be kind of cool to you know to be able to see something like that and then you guys get to to keep it at the end in your collection that'd be kind of cool it's all up to them i mean i'm down yeah yeah They're david's down. down so if you guys are down <laughs> we'll do it but no pressure though either it's just it's just an idea i don't want to put you guys on the spot yeah i like that yeah, sure i think i pinstriped that one wasn't that ulysses yeah that's what i want to show you because i i have to have something from david anthony garcia right <laughs> so, I, so you actually striped this car for for ulysses and it look at that paint stripe on that i mean it's incredible. It's awesome. So I have something from David here on my, actually I have a 60, a 70 also that he painted it and you striped it, uh, David, a purple one. Yeah, I was wondering what happened to that. I think that was one of Ulysses, uh, was it Ulysses? Yeah. 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 I, 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 oh. I, oh yeah, I do remember that one. No, no, this this one it's it's mine. But uh, the the other one, the purple one, it's on my case over there. I wanna I wanna do a pink interior on that one. But I, it's got your paint striping on it, so I have two cars, and I got Gary six two cars too. I have a sixty seven <laughs> blue one, and uh, in the wagon. Man, that's dope. Hey, um, David, I, I know right in front of you earlier, you had uh, you have a Highlander. Can you sh showcase that car for us? Um, yeah, I still have it. Hold on, let me. I know a lot of people always ask me, "You still have that? Can I see it?" It will. It will look nice next to Loco sixty four. <laughs> so, like face David, to face. <laughs> so, did that car debut at um, Ontario? No, Victor. Uh, I think this oh, was Victorville. Down at the end of the table. I think so. Yeah. I don't quite remember too well. Yeah, I do. I remember when that first time seeing that model when you just broke it out, and uh, and it was a stunner. I, I remember people were just looking at it amazed. Oh, I think it was Ontario. I remember now. Well, yeah, I, I kind of yeah. remember Ontario. It was Ontario. Um, and it was, uh, I remember this because I was, you know, running, um, competing with Local 64. And then David Anthony Garcia came with like exactly like Local, Local 64, but in purple. So now he beat me right there. And that's why, like, oh my goodness, okay. 
I know I, I wasn't patient. <laughs> at that time. I wasn't into replicas really. I, I kind of wanted to resemble local 64, but I did my own theme to it. And uh, like what a lot of people didn't realize is a lot. Like I showed up with it like closed, but sorry. Sorry, I'm trying to clip it. There it is. But a lot of people don't realize that it closes. Yeah. So everybody used to trip out because like back in the day, they, you know, they didn't really care for the lowriders too much. But then everybody's like, oh, my God, it closes, too. Yeah. So a lot of people trip out that that it does that. That's crazy. But, I've, uh, ne I've never seen it close. I always see photos. Oh, you never seen it close? <laughs> yeah, no, that's the first time. Yeah, I remember yeah. I asked you, David, uh, I told you, like, that's a close and you close everything for me. And I took pictures right there on the table. I remember you were always with your camera. You always had your camera. Yes, I yeah. have everything on, uh, on video. And Edgar knows because I send them. <laughs> you got me looking like probably like 100 pounds lighter than I am now. <laughs> I remember looking at Jerry's videos. He posted a couple of videos of me when I was working at Pegasus. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm like half a guy. Like, what the heck? You know? Yes. And hey, Gary, uh, would you like to share uh, some of your builds? With us? Uh, yeah, I can. I'm uh, I'm in my model car room. Um, let me figure out how to do this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead, and uh, we'll uh, want to check that out right there too. Yeah, I like I like that. Uh, you got the little platform right there, Armando, with the uh, with the cars. Um, after after Gary shows us his builds, I wanna um. Do some Q and A from the the comments from the viewers on YouTube as well. So just so you guys know. So let, let's see Gary's uh, cars right here. Wow. Here here's a few cars. Um, let me see. The lighting in here is so bad. They look nice. The light yeah, is that's, perfect. That that's a gasser that I just built. That doesn't close very well. And then this one here. I showed David a picture of this one on its way of getting built. Wow. That's a I brand new build. I like the roof, the fades. Yeah, I just built this thing uh, like four days ago. I finished it. Wow. And there's a, uh, a Chop Top Camaro Astral Supremes. I don't know if you can see it very well. But, uh, that one's bad. I love that one. That one's 65, cool. 65. Yeah. Let's see. Is it a 65 or a 66? Uh, 65. 65. Oh, yeah. Nice. And then, of course, the, uh, the bubble, bubble top. 57. Look at how he closes that the hood. We're all like this, barely like doing this, and Gary's like, ah, slap the hood. <laughs> and then and then the old the old one. Oh, that's the old. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one that, yeah. Yeah. That one's been around for a long time. I, yeah, did, you, nice. did you ever did that one ever get sold gary and you got it back yeah or something? It, yeah it right got I, sold. The story. I uh 
I sold it to a guy named Ken, who was a friend of Brent Chapman's. And then Ken had it for years, I guess. And then, of course, like every other model in the world, Brent ends up with it and uh, decided to put it on eBay. Well, uh, Dave DeBaca saw it on eBay. So he contacted me and said, hey, you want that car back? And I go, yeah. So he he, he got it from uh, Brent. And then I made Dave DeBaca a deal on it. And that's how the thing came back. Oh, wow. It deserved to be back. Yeah, I'm glad to have it. Um, I don't know if you remember uh, Bobby Macias. I remember Bobby. Yeah, Bobby built the motor in this car. Mm. And I'm trying to, let's see if I can get, get in there. Yeah, we can see it. But it, it's highly detailed. I mean, it, it's got a transmission dipstick. It's got an oil dipstick. It's uh, got carburetor linkage. Let me pop the hood off. There we go. Let me see if I can get a little bit better light. But yeah, so yeah, I was glad because I, I got this body from James Bonsell and uh, Bobby built the motor and then I did everything else to it. And uh, at one time it had working headlights and tail lights and interior lights. I don't remember what the bottom looks like. Yeah. So that was it on the bottom. Wow. And it and it's all the way to the floor too in the back. Look at that. Yeah, it slammed. Yeah. Slammed. And then it had the uh I remember the, the flamed interior mm -hmm. and uh the old style uh hydraulic pumps that everybody used to have, the one piece aluminum. I think that was like fine line engineering was doing those before Pegasus, right? Yeah, I, I'm not sure where I even got those, but I, I know I used to put them in all my cars because that's all I could get. And then, of course, here's some other other things. I got a ton of them. I got them over there. All of our rooms look the same almost. <laughs> yeah. Look at, look at all the, the crap I have up here. Please. All the crap down here. More down here. Then I got a whole wall over there. And then inside the closet, it's just too much. Wow. It's too much. And I, I, know, I always look at I always look at my wall of plastic and I'm like, am I ever going to get to finish all these? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just not going to happen. There's no way I'll, I'll live that long. Um, now I'm trying to figure out how to flip it back. Yeah, Dan, Gary, that was pretty cool. Thanks for uh, sharing. Oh, yeah. To, uh, to uh, ask uh, a question here. This is coming from uh, Jake. He wanted to know how many months does it take to build one car? For you guys oh it depends on the car some of them take years you know you start on it it, it gets put away and then uh and then of course you pull it back out and you work on it a little bit more and you get tired of it and one day you finally finish it 
Yeah, yeah I, think it's, I agree with Gary. It, it all depends on the car. Like I know the Vegas car took me three years to make. Yeah. So, but that was the body was like scratch built. So there was no Lincoln Continental out there. So no, I, I remember when you made that. Yeah. I made it from scratch. I remember seeing a Lincoln Continental next to a 64 Impala in a parking lot and it was the same length. So I said, well, um, that's my scale there. So I just yep. based it off of that. Yes. Yeah, and then I have an, another question. Um, this is coming from Ivan, Little Shop of Models. He wanted to know, this is for Gary. He wanted to know, uh, how did you chop the the roof on that 65, the that, that blue one uh, that you were showing earlier? Um, let's see. I have to uh, flip it back around. What I what I did here was I uh, I cut it across here first, and then I pie shaped here to there, and uh, and then leaned the, the roof downward, and I, I end up having to uh, trim this, but I think I also had to bend it out a little bit, but then I had to rework this whole section here with a body filler. Um, I did a tutorial once on how to chop these tops. And I want to say it's on Car Model Magazine. And it shows a step-by-step -step how to do a 65 Impala top. But yeah, it, there's a lot of cutting. Matter of fact, when I cut this and leaned it so forward, the, uh, the rear window looked so big. It looked like a shower door. That's why I end up filling it and then cutting these uh, diamonds into it. That looks like a, a crack back there, but that's actually the uh, trunk line. But yeah, I hope that helps, Ivan. Nice. And, and, as, and for you, um, David, I know you did a lot of articles for the magazine, a lot of tutorials. Um, out of all those, uh, tutorials was there one that um you know either stands out or that a lot of people thank you for from the magazine i'm trying to remember um when i got sick i don't have a lot of memory from from like like i'm catching up on stuff so yeah. uh, um, i there don't was, quite remember that much yeah i, I mean I can mention one for me that like stood out, and I remember even friends talking about it. Was like um, one of the Impalas, I believe it was like the the '64, um, like how to how to drop it and lower it by doing like the little holes, adding the styrene and then doing the little holes. Oh like, yeah, yeah, okay, that one does come to mind. Yeah, that one was pretty. Everybody cool, was man. tripping out because it was like poseable. I mean, it didn't pose a lot, but I mean, it posed. Yeah, you know? yeah. Not because like I see a lot of people they're doing a lot of crazy framework now too. Like um, I think it's a, a mad fabricator, somebody on I forget what his, I forget what his name is, but um he has a lot of the like posable chassis now and stuff. So and I guess a lot of guys are doing dancers out of them and stuff like that. But um, but everybody did like the posable one. Yeah, I remember I think it was a 63 Impala, right? I think. Yeah, or I don't know if it was that one or the 64, but because I, I remember expressing to Armando that back when I was going to the hobby stores, I, I, I wanted a 63 Impala, but they didn't they didn't have that. All, they, all I would see at that time was 64 Impalas, 59s, 
and then uh, 58s. And then later they started bringing in the 65s, the monogram ones. But I remember always asking, like, can I, I want a 63? And they were like, no, we don't got those. We don't got those. I remember when 63, they, they, that model king came out with the white box with the black 63 on Paula, like a, like an outline. Mm -hmm. And it was my model king. I remember we, we were selling them for like 30 bucks, I think. Now it's like 80 bucks. But anyways, like, like people were grabbing those like crazy, but we could keep them in stock. It was like everybody was buying because it was a 63 Impala. But uh, that's the only time I remember. I remember, yeah, they always had the 64 Impalas, uh, 65, 59. Uh, now they have the 65. But, uh, but I do remember, yeah, I remember you were telling me about that, that you wanted a 63 Impala yeah so that one from model king was that like the first kind of introduction of a 63 before you know it, no, to be mass -produced it was actually or? it was actually off of the old amt molds but okay. uh, model king used, it was like i guess it was like a little branch from I, I don't quite know the story but i know model king would come out with different kits that weren't available like they bought the the rights to i guess to get them printed or to get them done you know like get them made so that's the only thing I remember. And I never really looked into it, really. I remember it, it just said Model King. It had a sticker on top of it. It said presented by Model King. And uh, I remember I bought a few of them. But um, that was the only way you can get a 63 back then. Yeah, I still have a box of that one unbuilt, untouched. It's still there in the box. There was something about he had to run 5,000 copies of something. He had mm -hmm. to actually paid to have 5,000 copies um, made of whatever kit he was coming out with. And that's how he was able to grab them. Uh, Dave, Dave Burke, I think was his name or something like he's that. Still, he's still out now, right? Or no? I, 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 see, I, I see some that say Model King on them. I don't know if it's the same person or not. Yeah, I would imagine it would be the same guy, though. He was pretty heavy in the models. I remember when he uh, released the Snake and Mongoose set. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that was his uh, big thing. It was he was selling Snake and Mongoose decals for a long time before that kit came out. So, oh, wow. There was also a Chevelle, like a Malibu, like a 70-something, 71 maybe. It's also a white box. Yeah, a stock car. Race, yeah. race car? Yeah. Yeah, I have a, another uh, question. Uh, this is by Jake. Again, he wants to know, how do you guys feel about the prices and model kits today? Like, you know, if you guys could think back from back then, comparing it to now. Oof. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember when I started getting back the models, I was like, $29.95 now? And Back then it was like $8.99, $9.99 for a 64 Impala. Now it's like $39.99 for a 64 Impala. I know I, I more let's get the kits from like um Hobby Lobby now and they got the 40% off, but they they went back to like the regular price, which is like probably $15.99, I think is when you get them for now. But uh yeah, the prices have gone up a lot. Yeah, I, I go all the way back to where you used to get them for less than ten dollars, like mm -hmm. $2 and something. And you can go to uh, like Alpha Beta. It's a market. It's like a grocery market and they have they, they will have car models. And uh, yeah. car models were like, uh, you know, regular uh, stores. And that's how you were able to buy car models, 
because they were like less than ten dollars. Yeah, and you could buy them everywhere. You could buy them Alpha Beta. You could buy them at Save On. You can buy them at Thrifties. Um, I remember Kmart. Kmart used to have them. Kmart. Yep, Kmart. And uh, now nobody's got them. Not even Walmart. You know. Um, I want to show you guys this. I found this from Hobby Industry of America Model Building Contest. This is my first official contest. At a at a hobby store, it was one of those KB hobbies or whatever. Michael's Michael's Toys. This was is Armando Flores Michael Toys, nineteen eighty six. Wow, <laughs> that, <laughs> that's crazy. That was my first trophy ever. That I felt. I mean, I I, I was so proud of you know this. Sure. He's Dang, you keep that all for Steen, huh? Look at how crisp yeah, it is. It's all nice. Brand new. <laughs> and, 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 1986? Wow. Check this out. Who remembers this? Oh, Big Kids Enterprises. Big Gary yep. knows about that right. place. And oh, this, yeah. And this is their their flyer. Like that. Look at Complete Custom Impala 64. How much is it? 300 bucks? Wow. They did hop pretty good though. I'm not gonna lie. Damn, that's pretty dope. Or uh, Gary probably knows that one. Mad Dog used to work for him, right, Gary? I I'm remember when Mad Dog worked there. Yep. Yeah. At that at that time when uh, Big Kid Enterprises was around, um, you know, was there any any kind of rivalry between them and like Texas, or or no? Mm -hmm. Like as far as like store competition. Well, Pegasus. Not kind of went into the low riding thing a little later but i mean pegasus did do a, a lot more stuff than them than they did but i think there were big kids to me it was like they used to carry a lot of the resins more um they used to build the hoppers and everybody was all about the hoppers and stuff but that's from what i remember i actually throughout my life i never been to i never been to big kids i always wanted to go but i never went and um unfortunately i guess they they kind of closed up i guess i don't know gary probably knows more on that than i do yeah um i i think there, there was no rivalry between uh the two shops i think it was big kids that didn't like pegasus where pegasus didn't even think about big kids you know because um i remember once in in a lowrider bicycle magazine that they had mentioned that I buy all my stuff at Pegasus Hobbies, which uh, Dennis would would sell me stuff at a at a cut price, and uh, so I could you know build build whatever I was building, and um, <laughs> for, for I never told them I buy my stuff at Pegasus, but they put it in that magazine, and uh, Dennis saw that, and he was freaking pissed off at me so you yeah. didn't get your discount anymore <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> probably probably not but uh yeah and then and then uh mad dog started working there so everybody got a discount <laughs> <laughs> i remember mad dog i think i met him like maybe twice in the beginning when you when we i think you were in the while well, you were in the club still too but in the down the scale i remember we went to right. a meeting. I forget it was at a restaurant or something years ago, and yep. uh, Bobby was there. J James, everybody was there. I remember. Yep. 
And then you had that other friend, Martin. <laughs> I don't want to oh. no. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. That guy was something else. Yeah, I wanted to uh, to let you guys know, uh, D- David DeVaca, he's in the chat. Oh, uh, cool. And he uh, he wants to know if uh, if you guys could, could, you know, talk about the wheels that you guys used back then. That That's a good one right there because, you know, I always wondered, like, you know, even by flipping through the pages, where are they getting these wheels? So if we could touch uh, on that, on, on the wheels you guys used. Well, I know Armando. Armando always used his wheels back in the day. I know that. He was making yeah. them machining yeah. them and everything. And I, I was amazed. I was like, oh, my God, these rims are badass. And the tires are cool and this and that. And Yes. This wheel is the most, uh, you know, original masterpieces wheel and it's still like you know my kind of wheel I, every time i put him on a on a car model it's there but on loco 64 was the first time i actually compete with my wheels that uh people were seeing now real 520s i'm talking about 1990 something right so you never see that before it was it was it had to be um, made by hand or by a lathe. But when I saw uh, the first article of Lowrider Magazine, it talked about a guy named Mario from up north that he made these Lowrider wheels. And I'm like, wait a minute, those are Lowrider wheels? No, let me make some real 520s and make some rings out of aluminum. And uh, I became you know, making the, making the wheels, but, um, that was, that was the competition. If, if the wheels were there, the the car is, you know, it helps. It it stands out like, and that was always my mission. Try to make the most realistic wheel, uh, you know, created. Um, of course now there's taco from Japan, Gavin, and, uh, and, uh, this guy from uh, Indonesia, he's doing some nice wheels too. Is that the Tian Dinasis or whatever? Yes. Tian Dinasis. Yeah, I've seen his wheels; are really nice. Yeah, these are these are his wheels. These wheels are really nice. And Jerry's wheels, I mean. Yeah, Jerry's also. Yeah. I remember when uh, when I was doing the Highlander sixty four. I remember I wanted the wheels, and everybody was using the from the monogram or Ravel uh, nineteen sixty five Corvette super sport or whatever you call it i don't know i don't even know the right term but yes. i remember that everybody was getting those those wheels and making the dayton like for instance i did my oh sorry sorry no, 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 no. but that's yes that's a- and i used the uh, i think it was sjs or something they did aluminum rings but then I had the rims gold plated and then I even did the ring on the back side. So, cause you know, a rim has the back side and has the front side, but everybody was like, Oh, where'd you get those wheels at? And then I did the, these are the Herb Deke ones and I had to twist them and everything like Mondo did the same thing to his, I think. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, same thing. Just then they got, you know, Gavin has his, uh, no, actually these are SJS. I don't know. Um, What's his name? Um, I always forget his name. <laughs> um, Custom something like that? No. Um, God, I forget what his name is. 
I just went blank. Jeff uh, um, Metzger? Metzger, there you go. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Jeff. Um, but yeah, these are these are Metzgers. These are Metzgers here. Those are his star wires that he did. Sorry. I'm trying to get better here. But um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of different companies doing a lot of lower car stuff now. Yeah, you know, um back in the day I used pretty much whatever I could find. And um, but the one thing I always thought looked a lot like a 520 was a um a promo tire, like off of a, a Nova kit or a Falcon. They were smaller than what would be on a bigger impala. And uh, they they just had that like premium look with the uh the, the way they were cut and you put a seven inch scale uh wheel on it and it looked like a 520 pretty close to one i i do have a couple of sets of uh wheels from jeff jeff metzler um jps yes there you go yeah he makes pretty good stuff really nice wheels yeah they're very nice quality uh just like the Gavin's is a really nice quality also. Yeah. And I like how you guys have, you know, like even like you, David, just showing us all the different wheels and then them coming from different people that they were made. That's that's pretty cool. It's like it's like sorry that I couldn't remember history. the name. <laughs> I go blank sometimes. <laughs> no, that's all good. Was it a headache uh doing the the one wheels where you had to twist? Um each uh spoke for like the las vegas car it was i'm not gonna lie i, I don't know if, if Armando had the same trouble because i know his uh spokes are a little thicker so i can imagine he had more of a harder time because i know the 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 herb deke ones are really thin so i think i ruined like probably like two two of them because i twisted them too much i had to practice with it and see how many turns and i think if i remember correctly i think it was 10 turns in the front and i think the back ones were 12 times i think wow. to turn it but yeah. i had to do it with a tweezer i had to cut each spoke separate because you know they come like together and I, and they're like little sections and i had to cut each one all the way around so i'm over here with little tiny wire cutters you know with all my primitive tools you know and had to twist them with tweezers so but buff them first before i before you twist them <laughs> right i did the same thing buff it my my spokes were um brass mm -hmm. and once that were chrome they were nickel plated so once it gets nickel plated you couldn't twist it so yeah when it's brass it's really easy to 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 twist and it will not break because the spoke is thicker and i was able to do 11 turns on each spoke and I cut them individually the same way <clears throat> and pull it at the same time when while I'm turning. And uh, I did it on all of them. And then uh, it, it looked nice. It looked all, you know, uh, twisted. Yeah, if you, if you would go, um, did you ever have the accident where it would actually just snap off if you went too far? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. That's why I ruined like two of them, I think, before I had to, I had to learn first how many twists can I get it? And then once I figured it out, then I was like, all right, cool. So it takes 10, 12. Okay, cool. So I kept doing those. I want to say I probably did those the probably the night before the show, honestly, because I just was worried about getting the car together. 
So I had to put those rims together day and night. So I remember my mom was like, are you still up? And I'm like, yeah, we're getting ready or ready to go. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get to get this thing together, you know? So yeah, it's, it's a lot of patience. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Have you ever uh, thought about maybe in the future doing another set like that or now nah? you don't want to visit that anymore? No, I, I, I mean, I, I get tempted sometimes, sometimes while well, like Gary and Mondo know we, we always probably, they probably do the same thing. I always work on stuff like the last minute I go get an idea and I'm like, all right, you know, I'll make another set of spokes and keep them for safe, you know, like just to see if we could still do them. So. Yeah. I did some of them that <clears throat> I twist them. And then I send them out and get a nickel plated. And I did only like five sets. And I think I gave a set to Ralph Ramirez for the 68, the purple one. Uh, and oh, I, yeah, is, yeah. I twisted the wires and then I send them out and get a nickel plated. So now they were like a lot stronger because it was plated already over the brass. And um, I, have, I have another question from the chat. Um, let, let me see, let me get his name um here he goes by model car 1589 he wanted to know uh what's your guys's favorite impala year when it comes to the model cars 64. 61. 62. nice nice yeah. i like those answers yeah 62 yeah. i think and would you guys end up at that time back then, like buying multiples of those years whenever you guys would come across them or, or just be a little patient, just maybe get one copy? No, 64s were always, if it's available, <laughs> buy it. Yeah, 64 is pretty available. 61s, uh, I like the older kit better, honestly, than the new one. So I think I got like two model house resin ones for that. And I got one original, but... Um, Probably got one of the new ones too, I think. Yeah, that 62 um, back in the day that was uh, featured in Lowrider Bicycle that I did, that was a resin 62 because you, you couldn't get 62s. You know, nobody I know they were hard to come by. Yeah. And then when they started making the wagons, everybody was all about the wagons. I remember yeah. when I got those in at Pegasus, I remember everybody was coming in for them like crazy because I used to order all the resins and stuff. and and the rims and all the hubcaps. I miss Model House. Model House isn't around anymore. They have tires now, but that's it. But um, they had the best stuff, custom stuff. Like they had the coolest chrome reverse wheels with spiders in the middle. They were so nice. And did you ever uh, keep any of that stuff, David? Like from back in the day? That yeah, you I still do. At the store? I have a lot of stuff that I picked up. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it was probably the worst job I ever wanted to get into. Not because I, I loved everybody and I loved helping everybody with the models and stuff. But it's so hard when you have a model car habit because I would leave my paycheck there all the time. Mm -hmm. And I would buy all the rims and all the stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just it was just crazy. Nah, hold on, my phone, my phone says it needs to be charged. So hold on. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> go ahead. Dude, I, I could... I know what you mean, man. That could be very tempting, especially being very young and starting. And it's just like, cool. You know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm around all the stuff I love and what I'm into. And then it's like, oh, we got new product in. And you're you're very tempted as to like, all right, I'll buy it. I'll leave my paycheck here. <laughs> no, it's true. Sorry, I'm trying to 
put my phone on the charger, but it's not. Hold on. Sorry. Well, let's see, Armando, tell us about the car uh, that you have in front of you while David's getting set up right there. This is Boogie Nights 2. Um, that it's basically like I did Boogie Nights 1, and Jerry's uh, end up uh, keeping that model paint job, and then he put hydraulics. So this one is like uh, the uh, second version of it, but I, I kind of change the paint job a little bit, but it, it almost looks the same, but it's not. And this is a, uh, a uh, 69, but um, it's still in the works. You know, I added these three dots in here um, just to try something different. And I was able to, uh, you know, accomplish what I wanted. And, uh, and I tried it on another car. This is the car from uh, Genocide. And I kind of did the free dots the same way here. So it was a good experience working on the other car and, and now on this one. It looks so killer. Thank you. I want to show David something that he hasn't seen for probably more than 20 years. More than 20 years. Mm. Got me wondering now. <laughs> and, you, and, you, and you put a note in here. Handle with care. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember this? This is a magazine when you were doing all your murals. You oh, were, okay. You, you were doing, you were doing this, this, uh, beautiful uh, murals of girls and based on this magazine i i did a car and i put that mural of that girl on a 64. i do remember that yes a, a blue one and uh that was my you put i think this one good not to reveal done with class damn that's a long time ago <laughs> yes and he's still here waiting Wow, that's crazy. It's not, it's not mine, it's yours. But I still <laughs> have it here in 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 I, I used to collect those a lot for like the murals and stuff because I, I used to do a lot of like the lady death and different girls like on the yes. trunk of uh yes. Then I start you got me into buying more, so I end up buying a few more collectible um you know magazines that every time I see them, I'm like, let me let me buy it for the murals and stuff, ideas and stuff. So. Um, That's crazy. One day when you come in into my garage, um, I'm going to give them back to you. <laughs> That's cool. Damn, those are like ima image comics. <laughs> crazy. I figure I can, I can bring it to this podcast attention, you know, like <laughs> this is 20 something years ago. Man, I, I've never seen those before. No, they were in my stash here. Damn, that's cool. I remember, Armando, uh, one time you busted out with uh, an album that had, like, all the flyers from a lot of the events from back then. And they yes. were, like, in mint condition. 
I have it here. Let me show you. Let's see. Flip through some pages. Let's see if you guys can remember um, any of these uh, flyers. I, I even I, I couldn't find them, but I have all the business cards from Gary Seeds from day one. Hmm. Uh, let me see here. This one here. Um, this book here has all, all kinds of flyers from uh, from uh, oops. Heavenly heaven, heavenly heaven, heaven. Uh, this is uh, a catalog. But let me go back to here. R and R. I remember R and R. R and R. Machine aluminum specialties. MAS. I remember that. Model car warehouse. This is the detail master. These are catalogs, but I'm going to show you the other one with the, where the uh, the uh, detail masters. Oh, this is better. Let me get the other book. Yeah, because I remember seeing like it was like a lot of it, it to now. I mean, I would consider like vintage like flyers, but they look they look super cool, like the artwork. Oh. Hey, it's all pristine, just like his award. His award was all pristine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, Chris. Let's see. Is this it right here, Armando? No, no. Oh, I have something from another one from David. Anthony. Oh, damn. Let's check it out. Check this out. Those are the wheels. You you oh. were designing wheels back then and and this is this is an original oh, yeah. this is an original um drawing. Somehow I end up with that one. I don't know how you but... should steal that from Pegasus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, yeah, I, I don't remember. But and I have like <laughs> like sketches like to make speaker boxes clear how to set up the speakers. Uh, there's a lot of like sketches. Um, uh, remember this drawing, David? I remember that. This is when you first made uh, masterpieces. Uh, Man, is, was that for uh, for like a t-shirt? Yeah, for like a t-shirt. Yeah, that would be dope. That's a that's a that's a cool design right there from David. Yes, and uh, there was um, something I wanted to show you guys. Here. This, these drawings were made by uh, Hector Lozano, Masterpieces. That's for the Dooley. And this is for... Um, the Alley Woman. Yes. And, and this is for Aztec Gold. He did that, and we put it on, on some T-shirts. These were the like the, <clears throat> the T-shirts this design. And but I kind of keep all my stuff, like even from Peterson. When you take stuff for, at the Peterson, and and it tells you like your prices of your car models, how much they're worth, and stuff. Everything is. I keep it. I don't know why, but I, I still keep it. 
Let's go. Dang, keep it to share it. That's for sure. That's yeah. pretty nice. Dang. What are, are you, Gary? I see in the background you have like posters and like different things in the back. Is that are those like some of your features? Um. Yeah. Let me see. Let me um. Flip this around. They're um. I don't know. Can you see that at all? Yeah, yeah, we we can see it. There, there's that sixty-three. That's a six tray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, some old uh, lowrider bicycle cover stuff. That's when I got the uh, cover for the uh, scale auto contest annual. And that one. And uh, more model car stuff. There's uh, Tony's uh, Lincoln. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they uh, featured me in the uh, Scale Auto magazine. Want to see something really weird? There's me at 16 with my uh, 66 Impala. <laughs> yeah but yeah just you know normal stuff i found this david you would probably dig this that's from a cali pinstriper you know crazy uh -huh. crazy painter whatever they called yeah. him um yeah that was a poster i guess they had made it one time i found it on ebay that's cool tom cali that was his name tom cali yeah but yeah that's it that's all that's on my wall my uh garage has lots of stuff on the wall but uh in here there's not a lot of room what, what model is that now armando you got in front of you this one is the pink 64 um that is called uh low 64 it's just in my, one of my new paint jobs that i'm going to do so the challenge is to create that replica of that car. But this one, this one has the bigger wheels. This one has uh, Gavin's uh, true spokes and the wheels are kind of bigger, but it, I changed the trim. The trim is not an Impala SS. It's more like a custom uh, trim on it, but um, it's uh, ready for paint. This is gonna be for the pink motel. Uh, presentation coming up later. Yeah, when's the when's that presentation taking place? Uh, we don't know yet. It's still um, it's still like, uh, like pending. Pending. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This this one is a, a sixty nine coupe. That uh, it's also from Genocide. So I'm doing all these cars from Genocide. Uh, this this one uh, also. This one's a nice one. I. I wasn't too familiar with Grand Prix, but look at this Grand Prix. This Grand Prix, I put a T-top on it, and it's a replica of a real car too. But it has those uh, like like wires, LA wire, or whatever. Uh, and it yeah. looks really nice with that. I, I can stripe that car. 
the real one. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did pinstripe all the all them here. Um, so those are the cars that I'm that I'm gonna do. But uh, for uh, Lowrider uh, magazine, there's gonna be like uh, this. Uh, we're gonna have like uh, a presentation and also car model and and Hot Wheels. So we're making the Whittier Boulevard sign for like Hot Wheels. So Juan Amespa is gonna do the uh, the Whittier Boulevard in 164 scale. And what you see in the back here, it's the uh, Whittier Boulevard for the 110 scale. So it's uh -huh. gonna be RC 110 scale Whittier Boulevard at the show. Plus, the regular 124 a Whittier Boulevard is going to be there. So that's going to be a mission for Jerry's Juan and I to, to do by March 4th, I think, is when the Lowrider Super Show is going to happen at the Long Beach Sport uh, Arena, I guess, or Convention Center. I'm sorry. So that's going to be uh, less than two months. Yeah, that's coming up quick, dude. Like, that's going to be crazy to see, like, a big display with, within that size of scale and then very small. Um, is there going to be also, like, model cars displayed at that show? or? or yeah, it's going to be display? the three, the three, um, three scales. Yeah. Damn. So the idea is to put Whittier Boulevard in, in 164 for Hot Wheels, and then it's going to be Whittier Boulevard for uh, 124. And then it's going to be a, a super show car model contest in there too. And then there's going to be the uh, 110 scale RC uh, cars. And that one is getting a lot of big response on, from, on Jerry's side because he's the one that is going to, I think he already put it on, the, on, the, on his website, uh, the dimensions of the buildings and uh, what is, you know, some uh, sponsorship going on too to uh to uh get the trophies made and all that stuff but uh we want to focus on our on the kids we want to make sure that the kids uh, go home happy with trophies and stuff because that's that's the motivation that we can do for our kids for the future of you know car models and hot wheels and rc cars because that's uh that's getting pretty it, it's making a lot of noise right now yeah, that's, that sounds interesting. I mean, you know, obviously, as as we get closer, you you guys are probably going to be posting up information and and things to share uh, yes. for that show right there. So we'll definitely keep everybody posted. Do you guys have any questions like for each other? Uh, you know, like from back in the day or anything that you guys have probably never asked each other before. Hmm. You still paint lacquer, uh, Gary, on your models? No, I. You know, I have some lacquers, but it's so hard to get good um, lacquer thinner anymore. So uh, the only the only time I use lacquer is if I'm want to do a like a cobweb, where you know I shoot the hair out, and that's the only time I ever use it. Everything else is uh, base coat, clear coat now. Or a house of color, you know, candy concentrates, mm -hmm. pearls, but it's all a urethane now. 
No more lacquers. Okay. How about you, uh, David? You do you use any lacquer paint? Paint? On Not your... much anymore. Just what Gary said about like the lacing and stuff like that, and the, the I mean the veiling and webbing. That's about it. But I haven't done anything lately with lacquer. Mostly urethane. Mm -hmm. Dang. So like, you know, for for the viewers that are watching right now, you know, um, I know, you know, Gary, once in a while, he'll like share photos of like projects he's doing. You, you do professionally, you know, painting cars, uh, motorcycles, boats, and, you know, pretty much any project. Uh, where are you located, Gary, where, you know, people, you know, want to check out your stuff or maybe... I don't know, maybe there might be a viewer in your area that might be interested in your services. I live in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Nice. So, yeah, I mean. But, you know, there's, I, I just started a YouTube a couple of days ago, right? So there is some of my work on that. If, you know, people want to go to that. It's uh, hanging, hanging with Mr. G Seats um but yeah there's there's stuff on there that i paint there's model car stuff um having a kick with it so they definitely can see stuff there or you can google my name there's there's lots of stuff on the computer yeah yeah I, i've been enjoying your channel you know i've uh, seen the the videos the content you're you've been producing like posting up it's been it's been awesome you know would you say like model building definitely contributed to you, you know, what you're doing now, have been doing, you know, just painting cars and projects? Um, actually, I, I was a, a custom car painter before I was a model builder. I didn't start building models until I was about 32 or 33. Um, I mean, I, I built them as a kid for a year or so, um, but wasn't really interested in them until I got older. And uh, yeah, but before that, I um, I painted custom cars, drag boats, motorcycles, and uh, I just used what I did on the real cars and just converted it over to the model cars, and uh, started painting them with the same material and and the same style, I guess, and the same techniques, and uh, just kind of just started building models and never stopped. You know, it's it's never been anything I got tired of. Man, that's great. And and also uh, with you, David, I know you know professionally, you you paint, you pinstripe, and you worked on like just so many cars for people too with pinstriping. And I remember even seeing photos um, of you even working on like fabricating or like doing like stuff with like other projects at cars. And then you have the, the Dragon Shop. Can you uh, t tell us some history behind that? Behind the Dragon Shop? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, we had to close the shop about two, three years ago because um, my dad had gotten, had a heart attack. So um, he's, he's doing better stuff. But um, uh, anyway, it's kind of a sore subject because we lost my mom like two mm. years ago. So it's uh, been kind of rough on that. But I mean, uh, we just started the shop. I mean, just as a family, I mean, we just 
we worked at our house and then little by little, everybody started adding more stuff. And then we started doing more stuff. So I was doing probably the dragon shop since probably when I was 14, 15 around there. So, and that's when we we're working at the house, but, um, but I don't know if that's what you're asking. What, what are you asking exactly? Yeah, like, it's, it's, um, well, it's more like the, the contribution with like model building. I, I know, um, you know, with the dragon shop, there was a lot of, there's a lot of modelers that I've interviewed in the past who have said, they got that opportunity to come over to you know build models and hang out with you guys there that you guys open up their doors but at the yeah. same time like having that experience you know having having that in the family business contributing you know even like to model car model builds and then further on pushing yourself in your career um becoming a professional painter and, and pinstriper you know and still doing it till this day um you know it, it, it's crazy like just seeing how you know how armando said earlier you guys were building models but then at some point you guys all kind of went your own direction and and you know even with armando like when i look at his 65 impala you know i i always like trip out you know when he tells me about the design and like things that went into building that car because you know there, there's a lot of like things that aside from model building that you guys do in your in your professional life in your daily life and um you know it, it's inspiring to see that you know i like for myself like i just build models like i wish i had that kind of ability i've attempted to learn how to paint and even pinstripe um and i haven't done it like anything like professionally doing any jobs like that but i did kind of dip into it where it's just like enough to like enjoy it as a hobby but also appreciate what you guys do as professionals with painting and and just you know creating all these things here yeah i mean we we used to do like like it's funny because when we were doing the cars for people and our customers and they became friends and stuff like then little by little we found out they like building models too because they would see the models in the office and stuff so then we just started doing like a kind of like a friday night thing every every so i think every month we did a friday night thing or every week maybe and um but yeah it was just that's like how we met roger michael yeah gary everybody you know gary i don't know if gary might have came once i'm not sure gary did you or i'm not sure no nope. i uh i always seem to be doing something i remember james and uh bobby or someone would say or henry that they're on oh, yeah. their way there and uh and i just never made it yeah it was fun i mean we, we used to just sit down and learn from each other and my brother would be hacking on someone else's model chopping the top or extending it or whatever and everybody would bring that project back and we work on it some more but it was a lot of fun i mean a lot of, a lot of people from my work like when i went to pegasus you know uh willie the willie senior everybody henry um everybody would come you know ralph everybody would come like you know and hang out and then we'd bring pizzas or we'd go to in and out afterwards and and Michael would eat his eight by eight burger and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> and uh but uh yeah, it, it it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, but yeah, I mean I, I love it. I mean, it's my life. I mean, it's what I do, you know. I mean, I know I took a little hiatus there for a while, you know, unfortunately. But um I'm trying I'm I'm glad to be back to it. I'm doing a lot yeah. more of my art, doing a lot of pinstriping on people's different shops and things like that. I mean, um, I know we lost, we lost Danny, you know, a year ago now. And, um, 
I worked for Danny D for probably about nine years, I want to say. And uh, I learned a lot from him, you know, and he, he pushed me a lot. Like he got me more or less to where I'm at. You know, my parents got me where I was at, uh, Larry Watts. And everybody got me from where I'm at, you know, and I'm That's unfortunately, awesome. I, I, I've learned from everybody, you know, and I'm still mm -hmm. learning, you know, and I'm 48 years old and I'm still learning, you know, and doing the models and trying to get better. And, and um, That's dope. I mean, it's just, I'm very lucky to have known those people. Like I've known Ed Roth, I've known Larry Watson, Al Lazarus, all these people that just told stories. And I love listening to the stories, you know, and, and they built, you know, everybody would come with the models and learn from them, like what they went through and what they had to go through and what they do, you know, and artists and painters and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful for all those people and for Gary and for Armando, Willie, everybody, everybody, everybody's always there for me. Even when I went through my tough time, I mean, everybody came through for me, you know. So I'm just, I'm, I'm unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that I'm here. So, I mean, yeah. No, so, it's, it's been exciting seeing your Instagram page. Like when you, when you're posting, you know, like things that you're working on, like current projects. It's, it's like really cool. You could see the inspiration, the spark that's right there with every post that you're, that you're putting up. Yeah, I'm trying to get more into. It. I'm trying to do more on my posts trying to finish off things that I owe people, you know, from work and things like that. So I've just been busy. I mean, everybody just be patient. You know, I will get to you, you know, but I'm just trying my best to do more stuff for myself too, you know, and, and I can't be working as hard as I used to, but, uh, yeah. I, 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 that the model page has been good. A lot of people give me good feedback and, um, Everybody just loves what I do, and I'm happy that they like it. You know, I'm just doing it for myself, but everybody's like all about it. You know, so hell yeah, dude! You got you got fans, man. We're all yeah, fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. You know, for as many years I've been in this, you know, and and I know Mondo feels the same way. I know Gary feels the same way. You know, like like talking to Gary, and you know, and and he's showing me his bubble tops, and he's showing me that you know 65 and all these different customs he's doing and painting and his motorcycles he's painting and stuff, and it 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 truly inspires me. You know, they they inspire me. And just let her just in, get inspired by people, period. Just have fun with it. And that's what I did for all those years. I, yeah, I competed and whatever, but it's like, I, I just did it for the fun, you know, that, and that's what I always told everybody. Just do it because you love it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Damn, that's awesome. I totally agree with David. Uh, and also, uh, you know, back in the old days, they used to think that we always have, uh, an issue between each other because we were always competing, but we, it wasn't that it was more like we were in competition, but a lot of people thought that we like hate each other or we don't want to talk to each other, but no, it's, we, we, we are, we're still talking right now. And we still, every time we talk, it feels like, you know, we, we, the last time we had a conversation was, you know, a day ago, whatever, you know, it doesn't seem like it's that long, but it's been years and years of uh, of our relationship. And because we love this hobby so much, is is what keeps us, you know, together. That's true. Yep. And that's a trip. So, like back then, Armando, people used to think there was there was like a rivalry. Armando never like, liked. Oh, they're not homies. Armando hates me. <laughs> <laughs> In Gary's seats, it's like, oh my God, here comes Armando, you know, or something like that, you know. But <laughs> hey, it was a competition. That's 
something totally different, but we were still, you know, doing what we like to do. Man, that's so cool. That's so cool. Is there anything um, that you guys uh, would, would want to add on before we wrap up this episode number 200? Yeah, Edgar, I make some decals in gold masterpieces. I'm going to either send them to you or somehow, but I, I got a whole bunch of them. Yeah, and, I, need to, I need to get those from you. Yes, and get some stuff over here. So um, we have to somehow get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get them to people. That way you can send them to whoever buys anything from you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate you. A decal. That's kind of what I wanted to say. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, thank everybody for hanging in with me on, you know, because a lot of people don't know that I, you know, like I know I kept bringing it up, but um, that I was sick there for a while. almost wasn't here. And I just want to thank my girlfriend, Hannah, for actually saving me and, and finding out you know to come and get me taken care of you know because or else i honestly i don't know what would have happened and um but i want to thank willie down the scale danny danny will hear me and uh everyone like bugs everybody from arizona everybody would sorry got a phone call <laughs> sorry about that That's and, all good. Uh, but just uh every, everyone just you know that has been there for me and took care of me and uh, are still taking care of me, you know? So I just want to thank my girlfriend and everybody for helping me and, and uh, being patient with me. So, and all my customers too, and people that, you know, I'm trying to get back on track. So, but uh, I'm glad to be back. Cool. Yeah. Now, Edgar, for um, congratulations on 200 episodes of scale writers. Uh, thank you, Armando. Yeah, thank you. I mean, um, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I, I appreciate, you know, you guys for for taking this time to do it. And, you know, I wanted to share this, uh, you know, milestone episode um, with you guys collectively. You know, I've, uh, I, I've seen, you know, I've met David in person, you know, obviously, Armando, Gary Seeds, I haven't met in person yet. But I mean, we do converse, um, you know, we've done podcasts, we text each other and stuff like that. And, and I know in the future we'll definitely meet, but as far as like, you know, right now, this, this is pretty cool that we're able to communicate and connect, um, you know, digitally through Zoom. And, and I, I, you know, I know for sure we'll, we'll see each other um, in the future. And, you know, just, you know, ad admiring your guys' work and everything and, and being able to, to be here now, you know, it, it's pretty awesome. And, you know, things that I've learned uh, through the years has, has also come from inspiration from your guys' work. Um, the quality of work, the things you guys did uh, back then is very inspiring. You know, definitely you, you guys were just like, you know, pushing, pushing every, every build, you guys were pushing it to that next level that you guys wanted to uh, step it up. And, you know, right now, we're in a position, obviously, where we have all these options, you know, parts are being made, things are being 3D printed, we have so many options. And right now is the best time to push it even further, you know, because now everything is there um, for us, you know, but uh, but I do want to, you know, thank you guys for for laying down that groundwork in the very beginning. And, um, and just, you know, holding that torch, especially for everybody who's like, building lowrider cars, 
when when a time when it wasn't really being that accepted and and just being there in the front lines to bringing it up to now where it's like something that's very like popular um you know you do see especially in california on, on a lot of the tables um people doing uh, builds like that you know and and i'm also i'm happy david to hear that you're doing good you know your, your health and everything um you know like everyone cares about you you know like we all love you man like it's it's uh love you, man seriously yeah yeah man and i mean it, it's like you just just do what makes you happy you know and um that's one thing i've learned is is uh like you know if if you're not happy with doing something you kind of have to like step away for a bit reflect and then come back to it and and kind of you know realize like you know why am i doing this or, or or what and but then once you know that you know surround yourself with the things that that make you happy and the people that you know are, are positive that that for sure and i mean i'm excited and and also you know proud of like armando keep pushing um the presentations you know um he's shown me like stuff from the past like what year he started the first presentations and then how leading up to it now but i would say like those first ones you know it was him presenting his models but then later on in the years uh turning into collaborations with other modelers including them to participate in the presentation you know and I, I always thought that was awesome um because it's you know sometimes it takes a lot like it takes there's a lot of work behind the scenes that some of us aren't aware of just to get that opportunity to be able to get the the place or the table to be able to present models and then just to reach out to people and get them in and then all to you know come in on it so that's pretty awesome and and also in the builds like the paint jobs and everything you know it's it's still inspiring you know we're still seeing like new models and and like new things that are coming out from that so thank you armando for uh for yeah. keeping up that good work right there and and also you gary i mean um you know you're you're doing stuff at a bigger scale but then also finding that time to be on the bench and still have that passion to build you know it's it's you're still like you're doing both you know day and then by night and and still just the paint jobs too just just pushing it like you know the the things you were doing back in the 90s like blowing people's minds with, with the colors and everything and and even now still doing it like that it's it's crazy man it's it's uh you know you you guys you three guys are definitely our heroes man and just you know keep doing it for as much as you can yeah. uh, appreciate it edgar yeah yeah thank you thank you man so um this is uh 65 Lokes signing off this is episode 200 with david anthony garcia gary seeds armando flores thank you guys uh definitely true legends right here and um, I also want to, you know, uh, shout everybody out in the in the chat room, uh, everyone that tuned in live uh, from the beginning to the end. You know, um, I know everyone who's in there, it's like different time zones and everything. But just th thank you for hanging on and um, being here. So, um, you know, once once the episode goes up, I'll definitely link all you guys' Instagram accounts and um, that way people could continue if in case if they're not tuned in 
they could check your guys' work out. All right. Well, you guys right. have, a good, have a good night and thank you again. Thank good night. You. All right, All right guys. Take care. Mondo, David. Later, Mondo. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.